Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. On this special church holiday, Palm Sunday, we've been studying Jesus' teaching from the Sermon on the Mount. As we reach the end of this portion of Scripture, Jesus presents us with two options and calls us to choose between them. No middle ground here. Please stay with us for our message entitled, What Jesus Says About Choices. Today we're looking at what Jesus says about choices. Stay with us. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Merciful God, we praise you for your faithfulness. On this Sunday that we call Palm Sunday, we remember that the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus are about your faithfulness to a lost humanity that needed to be rescued. So we thank you for all that you've done for us. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Matthew chapter 7, beginning at verse 13. This is the last section of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You'll know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will know them by their fruits." Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do deeds of power in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Dear friends, there are so many choices and decisions to make in life. Columbia University recently did a study and found that the average person makes about 70 decisions every day. That's 25,500 decisions a year. And over 70 years, that's 1,788,500. 500 choices that we're making. We are truly fearfully and wonderfully made as human beings. We're created in God's image. We have a mind with which to think. You are an eternal being and and you have a will which enables you to make choices. What a wonderful thing that is. Think of all the choices we make, where we live, who we marry, 
school choices, career choices. Well, in today's passage, it turns out that we have an important choice to make in regards to our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus says in this passage we looked at earlier in this service. He's now at the end of his Sermon on the Mount. As you will recall, after he announced the kingdom of God being at hand and called people to repentance in light of that, next he preached this sermon to a huge crowd and his disciples. We call it the Sermon on the Mount. And in that sermon, he describes kingdom of God living, about Christian character and the way of being blessed by God and the influence that we can have in our world, being salt and light, inner righteousness, not just uh, external righteousness, but living uh, from within in a right relationship with God. Talked about religious piety, how we pray and fast and give, and our priorities, seeking first his kingdom, and, and our relationships, how we would how we treat other people around us. Now his sermon is drawing to a close. And the main body of it, now that it has been given, and the instructions have been laid out for all to hear, notice how Jesus ends it. Turns out Jesus wasn't preaching for applause or just reflection. He was preaching for a decision. Every good sermon I've learned along the way goes for a verdict. It ends with a motion to act upon what has been preached. Jesus did that. In this final section of his presentation, he gave gave us two options. Only two. Not a third. There's no compromise. He lays out two options. He says there's, there's no middle road here, no middle ground, and there's no being neutral on what I have said to you. You have to choose between the two, he says. He lays out the choices, the options in this way. He says, first, know this. There are two ways to go, as he describes two gates and two roads. One of those ways is very broad. He describes it as easy. It's popular, and it requires little of those who choose to take this way. There's moral laxity and no boundaries of thought or conduct. No need for repentance or change. You can just follow the desires of your own heart. It requires very little. You just kind of go with the flow. The other gate is uh, the narrow gate, the narrow road. He points out that it's not the most popular choice. It's harder. It's uncomfortable and convenient. It is some boundaries that have been given by divine revelation, by God's word, We are told what God deems to be true and and good behavior. And that's not easy because no one likes to be considered narrow by other people. Even though when you think about it, the the truth is narrow. I know it is in arithmetic. Two plus two equals four. No question about it. The truth is narrow. And Jesus commands, enter the narrow way. Why do you suppose Because each way, he points out, has its own destination. The broad way leads to destruction, and the narrow way leads to life. And Jesus says, choose the narrow way, which is him, for he is the way, the truth, and the life. Well, then he moves on to describe two trees, a bad tree which bears 
bad inedible fruit and a good tree which gives good fruit. He's actually talking about teachers within the church. He says, beware of false teachers. They may seem to have all the answers, and they're easy to like, and they're charismatic, and teachings are easy to swallow that they give. They, they're dangerous, though, and deceptive as wolves. They're like wolves in sheep's clothing. They're like bad trees. They yield bad fruit. They say things like, you can live for yourself, for number one. You got to take care of you. It's all about you. It doesn't matter what you believe, by the way. All roads lead to God. You can actually even earn your eternal life. These people are dangerous to your spiritual health. They can lead you to ruin, Jesus says. He says, uh, stick with the good teachers. They cling to my word, my teachings. They They pass on the truth I've been telling you in this sermon, such as, blessed are the poor in spirit, those who recognize their spiritual bankruptcy before God and their need to ask for his grace. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for his righteousness, who want a right relationship with God and and to live rightly in his sight. And they hunger not just for that righteousness for themselves, but for the whole world that God's will would be done. These good teachers will tell you to rely on God in absolute dependency, to know him as your heavenly father who loves you, to expect to suffer for the cause of God's kingdom and gospel. And instead of hating people, pray for your enemies. Forgive as God's forgiven you. Let your light shine before others so that they see the good deeds you do and give glory to your father in heaven, for that's what life is about in the kingdom. The choice is yours, of course good tree or bad tree, but know this, one way gives life and the other leads to ruin. There are two ways, Jesus also says, to respond to him and his message. You can choose to just give him lip service. There are people who will pay Jesus lip service, he says, those who call on him, Lord, 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 who profess all the right things and even do religious things, but they continue to retain control of their own life. There are certain areas of their life that they've posted a no-entrance sign to Jesus. They want to manage those areas themselves. Deep down, they want to hang on to things that are spiritually unhealthy. They don't want to change. So there's no repentance. There's no surrender. They act like spiritual chameleons who like to blend in. They'll stand up for Jesus on Sunday, but not stand out for him on Monday. Jesus says that on the last day, when they stand before him, he will respond that he doesn't recognize them, he doesn't know them, and he'll refer to them as evildoers, because these folks are really just playing religious games. Jesus said, you can just give me lip service, or you can give me your life. Don't just talk a good game. Do what I say, which is actually the will of my Father. I don't want just your lips, but your life. And finally, Jesus points out that you can choose to just hear him and go on your merry way, or hear him and act upon what he says to you in this sermon. He says, everyone who hears my words and then acts on them is like a wise man who builds his house upon a rock and it stands strong even in the worst storm. 
But everyone who hears my words and does not act on them, they're like the foolish man who built his house on a foundation of sand, and the storms came, and the house was easily destroyed. As you read all of these statements that Jesus makes in this section of Scripture, you you really can't miss what Jesus wants you to choose, or what he wants those people listening back then to choose. They're There really are only two options, two gates, two roads, two teachers, two responses, two foundations. There's only one choice that is right for you, and that's to devote yourself to following Jesus Christ. Jesus is not looking for your applause or your admiration. He wants people like you and me to make a choice to follow him to live under him in his kingdom and love him and serve him. Now, during the introduction and the closing of this sermon that Matthew saved for us to read, he tells us that there were actually two groups of people listening to Jesus that day as he talked about living in the kingdom of God. There was the huge crowds, and then there were the disciples. And that day there were two responses, as Jesus called for a verdict. When Jesus had finished with his teaching, the crowds were astonished, impressed. They admired Jesus. Such authority in the way he speaks, they said to one another. But Jesus wasn't looking for that. He was looking for them to follow him and lived their lives under his authority. But that crowd didn't do that, did they? There were only a few listeners that day that dropped everything and chose to follow him, to surrender their lives to his leadership, and to live with him, and to live under his authority. Turns out uh, those disciples were right to do that. We discover by the end of the gospel story that Jesus truly did have authority. As we enter into this holy week, we know that Jesus died on a cross. And it was for the sins of the world, to pay for our sins. We know that he rose again on Easter morning. And that was God's yes to the authority of Jesus that he truly is the one to be trusted and followed. What about you? What, what crowd are you in? Are you an admirer of Jesus or, or are you a follower? Have you made that choice yet in your life? Have you made that conscious commitment to be a follower of Jesus, to do what he says, to live with him and under him and his authority, to to let him be the master of your life and, and to live for him. Maybe you're someone who's listening today who's never done that. Maybe you've never been given that opportunity. Many, even within the church, uh, haven't made that kind of a choice, like drawing a line in the sand for Christ. Samuel Shoemaker, an evangelist and a wonderful pastor from the past, said 
And I quote, I'm shocked to find how many people in our churches have never anywhere made a decisive Christian commitment. They kind of oozed into church membership on a conventional kind of basis, but no one has ever effectively dealt with them spiritually or helped them make a Christian decision. Have you made that decision to follow Christ? Let me share an image with you, a picture of what it means to follow him. It's a story about a tightrope walker from the past. His name was Charles Blondine. He came over to the United States. He's one of the best-known tightrope walkers in the world, and he became obsessed with Niagara Falls. He wanted to cross it on a tightrope, and so he strung a hemp cord 1,100 feet across and 160 feet above the falls and announced he was going to cross from one side to the other. He was quite a showman, and crowds of thousands gathered to watch him walk the day he was going to attempt it. And there he went, inch by inch, and tension was in the air. It was life or death, no safety net below him, and he crossed all the way over. People were taking pictures of him, and so he did it again. And he actually brought a camera with him that time and took a picture of the crowd taking pictures of him. And he went another time with a chair and balanced the chair on the rope and stood on the chair. And he went another time and took a wheelbarrow across and the crowd just went crazy. This man walks his rope with such authority. He turned to the crowd and asked them, do you believe I can do this? Of course they all believed. They cheered. Then he asked them, now who will get in the wheelbarrow with me? And it got quiet. Do you believe in me? No one answered. One man named Harry Colcord knew Blondine, and he'd worked with him and seen him do this a hundred times. He got into that wheelbarrow, and they went step by step across Niagara Falls. Can you imagine being Colcord, how it must have felt to take that ride? Well, they made it to the other side. The crowd went nuts again. But the crowd didn't get in the wheelbarrow. They applauded him, they admired him, but only one man trusted him. And the walk they went on together, neither one would ever forget. My dear friends, have you gotten in the wheelbarrow with Jesus? Have you devoted yourself wholly to Jesus Christ as the Savior, the Lord, and Master of your life? Maybe you've thought to yourself, I don't know if I have a right to do something like that. I've got some sins and regrets from the past. I don't have my life together enough to to be a, a follower, a disciple of Jesus like that. Jesus would say to you, I know you well. Your sinfulness is a big problem. Your heart is messed up and filled with all kinds of filthiness that you can't fix on your own and that you can't clean up so that you can stand before God and look good. But I can take care of that, Jesus says. I died on a cross for that. And if you will confess your sins and repent, which means asking God to forgive you and help you to change, I will wipe the slate clean. You just put your past, your sin and guilt in the wheelbarrow. And after you've done that, then put your present and your future in the wheelbarrow. Your your time, your energy, your resources, your relationships, your mind, your emotions, your attitude, and your work, they don't belong to you anymore, but to me. 
And they'll say, you can't live this kind of kingdom life on your own, so just ask me to come in and I'll live my life in you. And as you commit yourself to do what he says, you, you will mess up along the way. You need his forgiveness, his power, and he'll always give it to you. But you can form the intention saying, Jesus, with your help, I'll do as best I can and do what you say. I give you my life, my time, my obedience. You can choose to get in the wheelbarrow today. Jesus has told us clearly that the last day will come and all of humanity will be in one of two camps, those who choose to follow him and those who reject him. On that day, where will you be? This is your moment to choose. Evangelist Billy Graham once said, the destiny of your own soul is in your own hands by the choice you make. So friend, why not settle that today and choose to be a follower of Jesus Christ? In fact, if you want to be a follower, I invite you right now to close your eyes. And if you're sitting, stand up right now so that you can make a statement with your body as well as your lips. And then repeat after me, Jesus, I choose to follow you, to live under you in your kingdom, to do what you say, and serve you all the days of my life. Forgive my sins. Help me to change. I need you in my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today with me, congratulations. You're in for an adventure, and you can be sure that Jesus is smiling because he's absolutely delighted by your choice. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, you came to give us life through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And for that, we thank you. Help us as we choose to live out our days trusting and obeying him in all that we think, say, and do. And may our lives shine and bring glory to you. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has given you the encouragement you need to ride in the wheelbarrow with Jesus today, trusting Him with your life, your time, and your obedience. Christian Crusaders is hosting a special preaching conference for all pastors and spiritual leaders on Monday, May 1st, from 9 to 3 at Nazareth Lutheran Church in Cedar Falls, Iowa. The speaker is the Reverend Dr. Leith Anderson, Pastor Emeritus of Wooddale Church in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and President of the National Association of Evangelicals. For more information and to register, please visit our website, christiancrusaders.org. If you enjoyed today's message, and are in a position to do so, we ask that you help support this ministry with your prayers and gifts. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613, or visit us online at christiancrusaders.org. All gifts are tax deductible. You are invited to check out our beautiful new webpage 
ChristianCrusaders.org. It features poignant graphics highlighting this week's message along with previous week's messages. Visitors can also learn more about the ministry and can send us their prayer concerns. Make a note to visit us online today at ChristianCrusaders.org. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next week on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and Speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 81st year of regular Sunday worship broadcasting.